All right, everybody, we are throwing back once again, talking about some mascots from our childhood. Let's get it on. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Alt Universe. This is your host, Rob, and as always, we are throwing back some more, reliving our childhood one weird show at a time. Of course, we can't do these videos alone, and all the way from his car today, we have Andy from Geek Salad. Say hello, sir. Hey, Rob. Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Luckily, I caught you, and I will try to catch you again very soon after this one, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. They all won't be from my car, by the way, but I'm on my way home. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> okay, that works. Okay, so when I say 90s mascots, what comes to mind? Oh, boy. Um, well, honestly, if, if I'm being 100% honest, all I can think of is what's his name from PlayStation? Uh, Spyro? Yeah. Not Spyro. No, well, no, but yes and no. He wasn't the first one to come to mind. Uh, no, Crash Bandicoot. That's the one I was thinking of. Crash Bandicoot. Okay. So, of course, when we think mascots, we usually think of the ones that we actually enjoy. And some of the ones we're going to talk about, you guys may have enjoyed, but they're a little bit out there and not of the norm. So in a land of Mario and Sonic, let's talk a couple for part one of Weird Mascots from the 90s. Coming in with the first one is our little squirrel buddy, Conker. He actually originally appeared in the Donkey Kong series, uh, Diddy Kong Racing. So he got his start on a separate... Um, game but since then he has been on multiple systems and multiple games everything from n64 to game boy color um as well as xbox he was actually created i didn't know this by a subsidiary of people that work at xbox so he's actually an xbox character more or less uh he was created from the same people that made banjo kazooie as and donkey kong as well um He's one of the ones that we're starting with that isn't as odd, but he's still a little bit out there. So while he's not a Sonic for sure, what do you think Conker was supposed to represent as far as video game characters? I think what Conker was supposed to represent was something a little more outside the norm. Um, yeah. Cause I know he, he, his first appearance in the safe and the kitty friendly confines of Nintendo and the Diddy Kong Racing series. Um, they wanted something a little bit, and, and I honestly, I'll be 100% honest with you, I was not familiar with this character until today, <laughs> and I did a little bit of Wikipedia research on him to find out that he was actually kind of hard drinking and very, very violent. Um, yes, he so is. essentially they took that 90s attitude with a Z uh, that Sonic had, and they cranked it up to 11, to try to make this character that looked kid-friendly on the outside, but was essentially just filled with vodka and pills on the inside. I couldn't have said it better myself, even if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> so, as somebody did point out, he has been, since his start, one of the top, uh, you know, uh, popular anti-heroes, as they call them, and one of the people actually referred to him as everybody's favorite boozy squirrel. So... <laughs> you know, that explains a lot. So we're in, a, in a land where kids are supposed to have characters that are not necessarily inappropriate, we get this guy. 
Um, now, in many of his games, and we'll and since you brought it up from the start, we'll go over this a little quick, a little quickly. Um, he basically has all the attributes of an uh, I don't know an alcoholic, uh, sex obsessed person. Um, he apparently uh, has been known in some of the games to uh, kind of. So not not directly, but kind of, you know, talk about sex and swear and talk about, like you said, drinking and drugs. So why did Xbox think that this was a good idea? Well, I think it's because Xbox really... I, I, I'll, full disclosure, I'm not an Xbox guy at all. I really feel like their their mission statement was to do something that wasn't as... Again, just like with Digicon, kitty-friendly, the way that Nintendo had gone kitty-friendly. And even how PlayStation, to, to an extent, had decided that they were going to corner the family market with stuff like Spyro and Crash. Um, so essentially what you're doing is you're wrapping up this very cute, adorable, cuddly character. Uh, but be, be having that big surprise. So I'm sure that a lot of parents didn't pay attention to the uh, the ESRB rating on there, and were very stunned at what little Johnny was playing uh, on their you know on their original series 1999 Xbox. And if that wasn't bad enough, in later games we saw him meeting up with a very, as they refer to it, buxom chipmunk with valley girl personality and gray fur, and toting <laughs> what looks like uh, MK rifles and machine guns, uh, a set of throwing knives, a shotgun, and a bazooka. The remainder of the weapons he had were more cartoony, so we're not going to talk about that in this case because, you know, that's what you would expect. So, really, this was one of those characters that you didn't really know was bad until you're our age now and you realize what the hell is wrong with the childhood. Um, right. This is why I'm so messed up. You know, so... Up until now, I believe up until about 2015, he's still been around. So he's still a popular character. He's probably shown up in multiple other uh, games. Um, but we put him on the list because, as we said, these are kind of weird and crazy-looking characters, and why not start out with an alcoholic drug-taking squirrel? Next up, we're going to another platform, one of my favorites that I grew up with, to one that may not be so... You know, morally wrong, but visually, I don't know. This is Arrow the Acrobat from the Sega Genesis series. And from the name, mm -hmm. you an anthropomorphic bat that pretty much looked like he lived at the circus. Um, it looks like from the research I've done, the majority of his antics were on Sega, but he was also on uh, some Game Boy consoles as well. Um, I will admit, as you said for the first one, this is one of the few that I don't remember playing much of, but I remember him just enough to put him on the list. Um, so yeah, right off the bat, this is a Sega game, and other than Sonic, Sega really wasn't known for a lot of things, right? So this was probably a back thought. Yeah, I had, again, not all that. I, remember the, I do remember the cover art for this one, though, at like Electronics Boutique. Okay. But I, I, um, I, I, doing some research on this one, uh, Arrow came out in 1993, which was, 
past like the Genesis heyday. Like I always tell all my video game friends, the Sega Genesis had one amazing year, and that was 1991. Right. And that was, I mean, that's when people were buying it more. It was outselling the SNES. Um, but that was it because the following in 1992, Nintendo was like. Hey, you know, we can actually put more RAM on these cartridges, right? And they just Sega out of the water, and Sega started doing all those side peripherals. So Arrow is probably just this, you know, Sonic Sonic is his own thing. Echo the Dolphin never caught on the way I think people intended it was going to. Right. So I, I can say I blame them. Um, the weird thing is, is that the box art for this, if, if you are familiar with the box art, and dear listener, if you're not, Google searched this. He reminds me a lot of the Noid from the old Domino's Pizzas ads. I think because of the color he is, or the, the suit he's wearing. Color and like that weird, like, painted on full upper head mask. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, so, yeah, so basically the plot of the game was after the circus people are kidnapped, it's up to Arrow to save the day by putting, apparently the bad guy's name was Edgar, which seems very anticlimactic, but basically putting Edgar's schemes at bay and saving all the characters, including his girlfriend, named Ariel. Um, the game, the gameplay seemed to be similar to most other games at the time. You had to run around. There was different things to jump on and off of. You don't want to hit spikes and all that stuff. So as far as usage-wise, it was pretty much like any Sega game that they had out there. Um, the reception of it, surprisingly, because again, I don't remember playing it too much, it actually, at least at the time being, got an 8.3 out of 10, according to a magazine that was there at the time. Um, other than having a criticism about the music, it got some awards of being a good, uh, you know, best new character in 93. Uh, Nintendo Magazine gave it, uh, it or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, gave the console re a release only a 6 out of 10. But some other magazines gave it a 93%, 97%, 90%. So, like you said, Sonic and Echo were their own things. This was probably an afterthought. Um, but it did become Sunsoft, another Japanese uh, video game developer, became the mascot for them, at least for that time being. So it had, it had something to it, I guess. Uh, apparently there was going to be an animated series, but uh, instead of that, they took Power Rangers instead. Not a shocker. Um, so this is just on the weird factor because it probably could have been something, but I just I guess it wasn't. What do you think? I honestly, it's just one of those things where you're, you're, you're dealing with a company that at this point in the 90s had next to no direction and anything that stuck to the wall was going to work. Um, I, you know, just going back and trying to remember what the big games were of 1993 that weren't arcade ports. I mean, I remember 1993 being Mortal Kombat and nothing but Mortal Kombat. So another... Another kitty side-scroller in the same vein of how you mentally picture every Genesis side-scroller, um, you know, their platform games. You know, I, it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm glad that, would you say it was Sunsoft that did the, uh, that developed it? Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm glad well, they got a mascot out, but... Well, it, looking back really quick, because uh, some of the big games of that same year, we had Doom, we had The Legend of Zelda, we had Disney's Aladdin, we had Myst, we had Mega Man, and Star Fox. So that's what it was going up against, that type of game. Um, at right. the same time, we had games like Cool Spot and Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So it wasn't necessarily a good or bad. It was just who can get to the top and stay there. And some did, some did not. <laughs> I guess it's easy as that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. And it, again, it's just one of those. It, it's it was such a weird year. I, I really I can't not say that. I wasn't a child in the, in the early nineties either. I was in college when this game came out. So oh, you know, it wouldn't have been in my in my wheelhouse. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So another guy that you probably didn't grow up with, but probably remember. Uh, who also had some games out in the same year, is another lovable animal. I see there's a trend here. It's all got to be some sort of anthropomorphic creature. Um, yep. We had Bubsy the Bobcat, and this guy was at least described as being exactly relating to Mario from Mario and Sonic from the Sonic the Hedgehog games. It was basically supposed to be the other version of that. Um, they were released on SNES, Mega Drive Genesis, Game Boy, Jaguar, PC, and PlayStation. So this guy was all over the board um, as far as some of the other guys we talked about already. Uh, did that, yeah. do, you think, do you think that made it better or worse because it was on almost every uh, system out there? I think it takes, it, it takes a lot of the specialness and the uniqueness away when you're on that many platforms. Now, I do remember this one uh, primarily because when you were bringing them up, I'm like, I seem to remember Busby being a um like in that in that cd drill box that the playstation games came in and when you said that i'm like yes that's exactly what i was thinking of um but it, i think it takes away a lot of the uniqueness it's like why why am i going to buy this game i i own a playstation i want i kind of want the playstation exclusive games you know i want to get the stuff that's unique to my gaming system and right. you know the thing with like Spyro. Spyro was a big one in the 90s, and that was exclusive to the PlayStation. Correct. You know? So... Uh, it's just... It's, 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 there's not a lot of love put into it. Not so much by the developers, because I know they put in ungodly amounts of hours to do this. But if, if, if that is putting out the hardware isn't in love with this thing, you're not... You're not going to get that much support. It essentially is the redheaded stepchild of the uh, of, of of '90s gaming mascot in that in that respect. Okay, so I mean, I, yeah, I see where we're going with that, and it didn't really, you know, it didn't fly off the shelves like the rest of them did. It seems again, they tried to turn it into a cartoon. They tried to do all this other stuff with them, and it just didn't hit as Mario or Sonic did. Um, right. Going through some of the games, though, it looks like they really, they didn't really try too hard as far as making up their own stories. One of the titles he's in is called Claws, Encounters of the Third Kind, obviously a, a play off the word of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, there was Bubsy 2, which pretty much is a playoff of any Mafia movie that was there. And then uh, one of my favorites I'm looking at here is Fractured Furry Tales. 
that basically has him go against characters from Alice in Wonderland, Jack and the Beanstalk, Aladdin, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and Hansel and Gretel. So it doesn't seem like they really took time into making any good plot out of it. It looks like they needed a character, they wanted to make a, a game, and they pretty much just stole off of other uh, uh, titles to make bosses and, and, and bad guys for this guy to, uh, to, to create. Um, you know, again, that's not, it's not new. It still happens today. I mean, I'm not saying that that shows and whatever don't do that, but in an era, as you said, where there was so many specific, uh, systems, you would have thought they would have tried harder to make it more special. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I mean, the, the puns alone for these titles, I mean, I'm, I want to remind the listeners here, I'm driving, and I always wanted to drive myself off the friggin' road because those puns are just, they're awful. And, yeah, it, this is kind of definitely reeks of desperation. It, it's like that, that episode of The Simpsons when they came up with Poochie. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's character by committee. Um, you know, Mario, you know, we all know the story of, of Mario, and we know how much care went into that character and how much legacy every title had to have with that. And then Busby's just like, hey, there's a cat. I think he's wearing a sweater. Um, there he, there like we go. A, uh, he looks like a college mascot. With a coat? Uh, uh, Bubsy looks like a college mascot. He doesn't look like a video game character. You're right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. So, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. And I'm just reading the one last thing that I'm reading that we'll go over is that it looked like they try. You know, like I said, they tried to make a, a show out of it. They had big uh, voice actors like Rob Paulson, who we all know from Animaniacs and Ninja Turtles, and pretty much every '90s cartoon. It had Tress McNeil. It had Jim Cummings. It had everybody. But of course, nobody picked it up. Surprise, surprise. Uh, in the 90s, it was kind of hard to do that because there was already so many franchises that you only had so much time in the day for a show and only so much money yeah. to, to produce. So they tried. Again, we're talking about him, so obviously he's culturally relevant somehow. Um, but, you know, that's what the title of this, this uh, part one was. It was those obscure... Uh, mascots that we remember, we maybe kind of liked, but in the long run, just didn't stick past, you know, a year or two after they came out. So, uh, that's what it is. The 90s, the 90s were a fickle mistress when it came to a lot of corporate things. Correct. <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's, that's a great way to put the pin on it right there. It was... The 90s was a decade of, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that for right now. Um, all right, well, I'm so glad I finally got you back on. I appreciate you coming and chatting with us. Um, we will get on very soon. I'm glad that my car could accommodate. Um. <laughs> but I'm bunch. All right, so before we sign off, what do you guys have set up coming up? All right. So, um, I, as as Robert mentioned in, in the in my um, in my call in, I host a podcast called Geek Salad. We are available everywhere you can get your podcast. So that's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, 
and um, iHeartRadio. We're also available on YouTube at Geeked Out Podcast. We just released our Valentine's Day episode, uh, the fastest turnaround we've ever done for a show ever. It was up the night we recorded it, uh, and we, we sampled different types of Valentine's Day snacks, um, which is always mining comedy gold. Um, and actually this evening... Uh, my co-host Mike and I are going to be on our YouTube channel doing our retro movie reviews, and we're going to start this month with our uh, look at some DCEU movies, and this evening, Thursday, the 13th of February, we are going to be discussing um, Shazam. All right, sounds like a busy schedule, sounds like a fun schedule. I will definitely get all that stuff linked up, and as of course, as always, I can speak. Uh, every Monday we put up two episodes, so next week we will have two more fun, awesome adventures from Ultra Universe. We got some live events going on, or getting set up, and as always, we got our friends like Andy over here coming on and nerding out with us uh, pretty much every day. So stay tuned for more, and as always, everybody, stay nerdy.